Polly was glad some of it was put back. The old ladies who spent their days glowering from their windows might spy and peeve and mumble, but they had been doing that for too long. No one listened any more. She raised her gaze. Smoke and steam were already rising from the laundry of the girls' working school. The building hung over one end of the town like a threat, big and grey with tall, thin windows. It was always silent. When she was small, she'd been told that that was where the bad girls went. The nature of badness was not explained, and, at the age of five, Polly had received the vague idea that it consisted of not going to bed when you were told. At the age of eight, she'd learned it was where you were lucky not to go for buying your brother a paint box. She turned her back and set off between the trees, which were full of birdsong. Forget you were ever Polly. Think, young male, that was the thing. Fart loudly and with self-satisfaction at a job well done. Walk like a puppet that had had a couple of random strings cut. Never hug anyone and, if you meet a friend, punch them. A few years working in the bar had provided plenty of observational material. No problem about not swinging her hips, at least. Nature had been pretty sparing there, too. And then there was the young male walk to master. At least women swung only their hips. Young men swung everything, from the shoulders down. You have to try to occupy a lot of space, she thought. It makes you look bigger, like a tomcat fluffing his tail. She'd seen it a lot in the inn. The boys tried to walk big in self-defence against all those other big boys out there. I'm bad, I'm fierce, I'm cool. I'd like a pint of shandy and me man wants me home by nine. Let's see now. Arms out from the body as though holding a couple of bags of flour. Check. Shoulders swaying as though she was elbowing her way through a crowd. Check. Hands slightly bunched and making rhythmical circling motions as though turning two independent handles attached to the waist. Check. Legs moving forward loosely and ape-like. Check. It worked fine for a few yards until she got something wrong and the resultant muscular confusion somersaulted her into a hollybush. After that, she gave up. The thunderstorm came back as she hurried along the trail. Sometimes one would hang around the mountains for days, but at least up here the path wasn't a river of mud, and the trees still had enough leaves to give her some protection. There was no time to wait out the weather anyway. She had a long way to go. The recruiting party would cross at the ferry, but Polly was known to all the ferrymen by sight, and the guard would want to see her permit to travel, which Oliver Perks certainly didn't have. So that meant a long diversion all the way to the Troll Bridge at Tubes. To the Trolls, all humans looked alike, and any piece of paper would do as a permit, since they didn't read. Then she could walk down through the pine forests to Plune. The cart would have to stop there for the night, but the place was one of those nowhere villages that existed only in order to avoid the embarrassment of having any large empty spaces on the map. It was just what she wanted. No one knew her in Plune. No one ever went there. It was a dump. It was, in fact, just the place she needed. The recruiting party would stop there and she could enlist. She was pretty certain the big fat sergeant and his greasy little corporal wouldn't notice the girl who'd served them last night. She was not, as they said, conventionally beautiful. The corporal had tried to pinch her bottom, 
but probably out of habits like swatting a fly, and there was not enough for a big pinch at that. She sat on the hill above the ferry and had a late breakfast of cold potato and sausage while she watched the carts cross over. No one was marching behind it. No lads had been recruited back in Munns this time. People had kept away. Too many young men had left over the last few years and not enough had come back. And of the ones who'd come back, sometimes not enough of each man had come back. The corporal could bang his drum all he liked. Munns was running out of sons almost as fast as it accumulated widows. The afternoon hung heavy and humid, and a yellow pine warbler followed her from bush to bush. Last night's mud was steaming when Polly reached the Troll Bridge, which crossed the river in a narrow gorge. It was a thin, graceful affair, put together, it was said, with no mortar at all.